Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. who shines even with her uh, show that she did even with her career that she's made for herself that uh, from Valkyrie from any kind of northeastern show that she's been on she's always pushed herself forward she's always been a better person than people give her credit for. She's always been the nicest human being that I've ever met. And honestly, I'm just really proud to see her doing her thing and finally getting the recognition that she's always deserved. You know, that's a very good point. And I know that um, no matter where we go, whatever article we're going to read, whatever interview we're going to hear, people are going to do a lot of focusing on the pro wrestler Nyla Rose and all that, but you, you're talking about the person. And I can tell you, even from personal interactions with her, you, you're absolutely right. Just legitimately such a, a, a not only a nice person, but a, a pleasure to talk to because she's just cool. You know, she's cool. She's absolutely interesting. Um, hearing her life story, she's, been somebody that I've always admired. Even when we wrestled in West Virginia, I believe, 
um, with the cheetah canoe as well as Congo Kong. We just always had a great conversation, great chemistry. That's somebody who will always take care of you. Make sure that you're okay in the ring. If something is too much pulled back or if it's not enough, push forward. She can always read the crowd. She could always tell what's needed. And I've always appreciated that about her. Do you feel we are finally at the right time where something like this is not only happening, but opens the door for this becoming a, a, a normal thing where, again, not just, you know, trans wrestlers, not just women of color, just literally we, we're getting to the point where diversity is the norm as opposed to this extra thing that's, you know, so groundbreaking. Are we there yet or are we at the beginning of this process? Both. We are we are finally there, but we're only at the beginning because, honestly, it is amazing that we're still having some of these be our first. Some of these be our first black rep, our first transgender uh, champion. Some of these first, not knocking anybody that that's happening to right now, should have been happened to. But the fact that we're happening now, it is opening a door to so many opportunities for minorities, for the marginalized. And I am so grateful for the people who are on the forefront of these battles. To hear anything in the negative about them is just still amazing in 2020, and I don't mean amazing in the positive way. It's it's really frustrating to see. You know, let's be clear here. This is a it's vocal minority. It's frustrating, but it's inspiring to see. What what do you what's inspiring about it to you? It's inspiring to see because you can be yourself right now and still get over. You can be yourself right now and still have people love you. And you'll still have the haters. That's okay. That's their hang up. They'll get over it. But at this point in time, this is the opportunity for everyone to really deeply love themselves, really deeply accept who they are, deeply accept this is my place in the world, this is who I've built myself to be, and I can still achieve. I can still be a success. I don't have to hide it anymore. And that's what I appreciate about what's going on right now. Something else that's happened in wrestling where you have Naomi and the WWE. You know, you just have oh, Royal Rumble. Oh, God. There. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead. Speak on it, bro. Speak on it. She went viral, right? She went viral. Now, she's been gone for a while. She just came back. And she came back. She had her, her, her natural hair out. She was wearing her, her colors and, and what have you and doing her amazing things in the ring, which that's what we know Naomi to be. That's nothing new. And for those of us who are wrestling fans, we understand that, yeah, this is this is Naomi. That's why we love her. But she went viral. You know, a whole audience that doesn't even watch wrestling, that couldn't necessarily name the top wrestlers of today, what have you, they saw that woman in her natural hair doing amazing things in that ring, and they said, oh, I like that. I want to see more of that. 
I didn't know that it was like that today. What do you think of that, of, of the fact that there was so much positive energy surrounding Naomi? Everything that you just said made me smile, like, very brightly. It, it's enjoyable to see. It's enjoyable to see that somebody can achieve their dreams, can be their bright, positive selves, can be that woman that can accept themselves for their hairstyle and it doesn't have to be this press style, that can be themselves and it's this fully colorful character and not this aesthetic black and white kind of called character. They can be that person who can achieve, I love saying achieve, but that can be that person that can achieve these athletic feats as well as get over with just being their natural selves. This is a difference in older characters in opposition to newer characters. And I don't knock the older characters because you're going to have to have those you're going to have to have those people who knock down the door. And when those people knock down the door, then you have those people that just come in kicking and dancing and sweating and loving themselves. And I think Naomi is one of those people. She loves herself. She loves who she is. She loves presenting that for the world. And that excites me because it excites others. It excites people who think that they're not represented in the new world that is wrestling. In the new world that is reality, honestly, you have people that tell you it's okay to be you. It's okay to be, it's okay to be kinky, curly. I have all the colors in the world. You can't tell me that this makeup doesn't fit me because this makeup is actually brilliant on my skin. And those are the things that matter. Working in a school system where these children are being told that they can't do certain things, and then they come to school to us and they're told that, no, you're able to be the president, you're able to be the boss, you're able to be the administration no matter how you look, as long as you have the credentials, as long as you have the talent, having Naomi kind of fulfill that role really is encouraging. It sure is. It sure is. And you know what else is encouraging is one of your closest friends in the business and somebody who's you know, a longtime tag team partner of yours and what have you just got signed. This is another person who's gone viral. I mean, CNN, every every major. Here in Boston, I saw oh, it. Oh, my station, God. Just oh. got signed as the first black female ref in the WWE. I'm talking about your girl, Aja. Let, let's talk about this now. Because when you were last on the show, you, you expressed your love and appreciation for her and, and, you know, the journey that you've had together in the wrestling industry. How does it feel to see her achieve such a, a historic position? <laughs> it's actually great. Oh, I tease her so much. I tease her so much for crying at those opportunities, but I understand. You, you've pushed forward and you've pushed through so much adversity. 
and you have finally gotten to where you want to be, and then you have it become a historical moment and literally start tearing up every time they mention your name in a news. Yeah, and, and yeah. again, viral. Yeah. I mean, literally yeah. everybody's news. And the news and tweets and Facebook posts and Instagram posts, and then you have little girls who attach themselves to those posts who say that I can do it or I can do whatever I want is inspiring. Cheering up a little bit over here, but yeah. It's it's just so great to see it all happening at the same time. Because again, it's it and this is the question that that I'm gonna keep bringing up here. Is twenty twenty the year where you know, we just finally break through and it's like, okay, that's enough talking, that's enough thinking about it and wishing and dreaming and what have you. Now let's just make all this happen. Okay? Everybody it's it's time to just achieve, let's just make it happen, let's make it work, and there are no more excuses anymore. There's no reason why kids can't turn on their T V and see people that look like them. Across the board. And it's including pro wrestling one of the the top entertainment mediums in the world and historically has been that way for a very long time. Uh, There's no reason why kids can't turn on their TV and see themselves, go to a live event and see themselves, see people who look like them, see people who can inspire them and let them know that they could be that someday. Why not? You know, you yourself are absolutely one of those people as well with what you do on Wild Superheroes and how often you're featured and what have you. It's the same thing. What a time to be alive. What a time to be part of the history in various ways. In your case, you're somebody who's close to everyone involved. You're living it yourself. It's just awesome. So, you know, congratulations as a, as a fan and as somebody who continues to support all of you. Just congratulations to you and, and, and everybody for what's going on right now. First and foremost, I want to say thank you. <laughs> The fact of the matter is, is that, yes, you can see yourself in every aspect of wrestling. You can see yourself, are you that alternative black girl? Are you that raunchy black girl? Are you that ratchet black girl? Are you that heavy metal black girl? Are you that black girl? No matter who you are. There's a space for you. There's a niche for you. For me, yes, it was spiritual. It was something that I found with looking towards my ancestors, looking towards uh, certain practices with magic. But sometimes those things don't matter to you. Sometimes those things are a little bit more nihilistic. You can be a spiritualist. You can be realistic. You can be a nihilist. You can, the thing is, whatever you believe that you are, whatever you feel that you are, when you put the energy into it, you can be that person. And it's okay to be that person. You have so many open spaces to be that person that you don't really have to fight it anymore. You have that open space. You have those people who represent you. You have those alternative people. You have, you don't have to be caught 
in a trap and you don't have to be locked in the box. But you can be who you are and that still matters. And I think that is the that that is the point of all these characters. That is the point of having all these working parts of witches, of vampires, of werewolves, of just straight up a bad-ass bitch, which I completely enjoy Bianca's character for that. And you could be those people. You could believe in those people. And you could believe in yourself. And it creates a theory around your character. It creates a theory around who you are that you can hold on to and really live out that dream. Damn right. Listen, uh, you always have such great energy and, and thoughtful things to say, and I know that, that part of that is the, the educator in you, and you were born that way. I know that there is someone listening right now who would love to follow you online and, and continue to follow your career and what have you. Let everybody know. Plug, plug your social media. What's the best way that people can keep up with what's going on with Nina Monet? Absolutely. Um, so my Twitter is uh, at Monet underscore Nina. You'll get the honest version of me. The other Twitter is wow underscore voodoo. That'll be a little bit more of the character of me who is the extravagant version of me. And on Instagram, you have the most honest of me, which is the Negro Domus underscore zero two. As always, we appreciate you, Nina. Again, thank you, and I look forward to seeing what's going to happen next with you out there in the wrestling world and beyond. I look forward to seeing how this, this went, and I also look forward to seeing how everyone else handles the information that they've received. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. How cool was that, everybody? I mean, literally to have that great conversation with the fantastic Nina Monet, Siren the Voodoo Doll over in Wild Superhero. She is just so great. And, you know, it's it's always good when you're able to speak with somebody who knows the parties involved, and even in her case where she's experiencing a lot of these fantastic changes that are happening in the pro wrestling industry, it's it's really a, a breath of fresh air every chance I get to connect with her and to hear the the love and the admiration and appreciation for Nyla Rose, and, and it's just, it's great. It's great. And I'll tell you folks, and I know that I've mentioned it during the conversation with Nina, but um, I've had some interactions with Nyla, and she's just been nothing but a, a fantastic, really cool person to talk to. I mean, just laid back, um, engaging. You can tell that she is a person that, you know, it's easy to root for her. It's easy to get behind her. So it's just it's great to see that her hard work is paying off and that she's become the all-elite wrestling women's champion. I, I can't believe I'm saying that because it's been such a long road. But, again, congratulations to Nyla Rose. Just 
fantastic accomplishment and, and well-earned, well-deserved. And I'll tell you, I, I encourage everybody, if you get a chance, check that match out if you haven't seen it already. What she did with Rio was just, it was something to see. So the question now becomes, where do we go from here? You see somebody like Britt Baker, who is establishing herself as probably the top heel in all elite wrestling. You have somebody like Big Swole, who has come out and she has just set the world on fire. Fantastic baby face, definitely somebody you can get behind. There's still Chris Statlander, who has some amazing size and ability on, you know, in her own arsenal there. And she's definitely somebody that I don't take lightly one bit. Uh, Sheeta, who's just exciting, and she's probably pound for pound. If she's not the best uh, wrestler in the division, she's certainly in the discussion top three because she just there's so much that she can do, and we haven't even seen it all yet. I'm very familiar with what she's done in Japan, folks, and I'm telling you, Sheeta is, is something to behold as well. So there were a lot of great challenges for Nyla, but if this thing is going to work, you need to have a dominant champion. And I'm just going to say it out loud, I don't want to see Nyla Rose take another bump anytime soon. She should not be falling on her back. She should not be getting German suplexed and Northern Lights suplexed and all this other nonsense. That should never happen with Nyla Rose. I'll just tell you right now, that should never happen with Nyla Rose. It, it just doesn't make any sense. She's an unstoppable force. She doesn't need to leave her feet unless she wants to when she's delivering that devastating knee drop from the top rope. But other than that, I, you know, we don't need to see that. Let's, hey, let's build this thing right, man. And I think that AEW is finally on a path that, for me as a wrestling fan, this is just my perspective here, but for me as a wrestling fan, I'm starting to actually appreciate more what they're bringing to the table here things like kicking off their night with an actual wrestling match instead of a long promo. Enough with the long promo crap. Let's get to the action, man. Um, I still want to see more women's matches featured on Dynamite. That still needs to happen. Still a little peed off with the fact that that's not happening enough. Uh, but the, the tag team matches, they're actually tagging people. You know, with the women's matches, they're actually putting matches together that make sense and, and they're becoming more entertaining. Right? Britt Baker is finally being the heel that she naturally is, and she's doing a fantastic job. And shout out to my man Tony Schiavone, who has been just great in his role as somebody that she can kind of work with uh, back and forth, and she can utilize Tony to, to get over, and it's working perfectly. She just, it's fan. So suddenly, Britt Baker went from, oh, what's so special about her to, oh, she's, she's damn good. So it, it's it's really cool to see stuff like that. And, of course, you got guys like MJF, and, yeah, Cody is Cody, and Jericho is Jericho, and that's all great, too. Um, but there are a lot of exciting things going on in all elite wrestling, and I think that somebody like Nyla Rose, you just have to position her in a manner that makes sense, easy to follow, it makes sense, dominant champion, beating the hell out of everybody. Who's going to be the one to defeat her? And then finally you build up somebody, and then they come in, and it's like, I don't know if they can defeat her. And then now you've got a rivalry going on, and who knows where it can go from there. I think somebody like Big Swole, 
she gave Nyla a run for her money. I think Big Swole could be that person that could build up and, and get that title shot and, and potentially take that title from Nyla. You never know. You know, but is that going to happen anytime soon? Hell no. I, I You're going to have to pry it out of, out of Nyla's uh, dead hands there. But I'm just telling you, man, I just, I'm, I'm very excited about what's going on here. And kudos to All Elite Wrestling for finally doing something that is like, okay, that is what I expected from this company from day one. That was the stuff that I, I thought I was going to get when you started. Okay, that feels good. I can roll with that. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, listen, I you know, there's a guy um, on Twitter who <laughs> gets a lot of attention, he, you know, stirs people up a lot and what have you, and it cracks me up. And we had a, a little bit of a discussion, debate about NXT, you know, switching to the other Wednesday night show, NXT, and I said, you know something, this is too good. Let, let's get him on the show and let's um, revisit this discussion and go in a little bit more detail. So give me a second here. Let me let me get my man uh, Hector on the phone and, and let's do that. We're on the road to WrestleMania, so we all know that. And no matter how you feel about the WWE, they legitimately are like the sun, and a lot revolves around them. And it's just so cool because their success has translated into opportunities for so many other promotions, including AEW, for instance, um, TV deals and things of that nature. And when we talk about AEW and how it relates to WWE, of course, we, you know, we think about the, the quote-unquote Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite versus uh, you know NXT, which is on USA Network there. Um, a lot of folks have really been dialed into the the ratings, you know, the Nielsen ratings, and how each show is doing in comparison to the other. And consistently, based on the Nielsen ratings, AEW has been defeating NXT. Now, folks, you listen to the show, you know that I'm not a big uh, proponent of this this whole Nielsen rating stuff. It's not accurate. Nielsen has admitted that themselves, which is why they're updating the, their system and what have you. But it's all we have to go by for now. Uh, so if we're just going to use the measure as is, then yeah, no doubt about it, Dynamite is more often than not defeating NXT. Our next guest here has come up with an idea, and it's something that I've heard elsewhere, but you know he feels very strongly about it uh, as well. And I, I feel it's pretty interesting, so let's let's talk about this on the air. Um, some ideas about what NXT needs to do in order to start doing better in the ratings. So, without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, a guy that is very well known on wrestling Twitter. I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of folks who are on Twitter and, and follow wrestling, they, they know who this guy is. The one, the only, Hector Serrano. Hector, how are you, brother? Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Listen, I appreciate you uh, making some time to come on the show today. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. No problem. Listen, Hector, before we even jump into this NXT talk, why do you think you are such a lightning rod on Twitter, especially when you're discussing pro wrestling? I've been watching wrestling for 
basically most of my life. I'm 41 years old, and I've been watching wrestling since the 80s. I mean, I grew up watching the Golden Era. Then we went through the Attitude Era and all the other eras that have come afterwards. I lived something uh, that, at, at that point in time, social media didn't exist, but it was very real. And I'm talking about the Monday Night War. And, uh, come on, a lot of people come on social media and say, you have to be a wrestling fan. Let's not kid ourselves. There's got to be a side. You have to take a side. And back at the Monday Night War, it was too. It was, it, you, you either with WWF or WCW. And, yeah, WCW was red hot for basically, like they say, 83 weeks. I was a WWE fan. I was a WWF fan. I watched religiously. I was watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah, you can catch. Uh, I, I was catching Nitro from time to time because there was a character on, on on Nitro that I was very interested in. I was Sting. And the whole Sting thing. And I remember, I will say it here on your show, I watched Starcade 97. I watched it, like m millions of people did at the time. But right now, we have this Wednesday Night War, and we have social media. And social media could be like, uh, people, they could be toxic. Yeah, it definitely could be toxic. But uh, at the same time, you have to take a side. And uh, I'm a WWE guy. It's not that, I, if you ask me, have you watched AEW? I would say, yeah, I watched it. I, I have to watch it because I'm not stupid. Uh, I have to watch it because I want to know what is going on there. And basically, I don't like it. It's not it's not appealing to me. It's a bunch of people that have come from WWE, always throwing uh, crap at WWE, basically on, on a weekly basis. And uh, some of the decisions they have made as a company are not appealing to my what what I'm what I watch in WWE and uh, yeah it's very polarizing. I'm, I'm in that I'm very polarizing in my stand in how I do it. Some people think I'm 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 a gimmick. Yeah, you can call it a gimmick, and I have fun with it. I really do because it's really funny to watch these guys who think they discovered water with AEW and AEW. If you look at it from um, uh, outside looking in, it's copying a lot of stuff from all of the other promotions. And you can tell me, yeah, but that WWE was that also. True. Everybody copies everything. But come on. You have to be a little bit more original than that. So, yeah, it's a little. I, I could say it's polarizing. It's fun for me. It's a debate. At the end of the debate, at the end, at the end, we are only giving our opinions about it, so. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, and certainly your opinions are very strong, very well thought out, and you present them, and you don't really care uh, how anyone else is going to react to that, and, and they certainly react. I mean, goodness gracious, a wrestling company should figure out something for you to do because you get such a strong reaction out of wrestling fans that, you know, you could be a great manager or something. But... <laughs> You you brought up something interesting, 
uh, yeah. online, or you're talking about NXT and, and what they need to do yeah. in order to hopefully do better in the TV ratings or what have you. Tell everybody what your idea is. I mean, uh, I love NXT. I do. I've loved it since day one, the evolution of the brand, the evolution of, of what it was thought to be developmental only to what it is now. I mean, NXT, to me and to many others, is WWE's third brand. It's an equal brand to Raw and to SmackDown. And to me, uh, NXT needs to get out of full sale. It needs to. It has to happen. Because the product is so good. The product is so amazing, if you have to use that word, that uh, only for what? What can you... How many people can fit in there? 500, 600 persons? I don't know. I really haven't checked that out yet accurately. I mean, it's, I think it's a waste of talent and a waste of a product to have it weekly on that on that place just because of it, just because you're on some sort of agreement or a contract. I really don't know. But if, if you take that and let's say... Uh, you, can you imagine NXT at the Staples Center or NXT in Madison Square Garden or NXT in uh, in the Amway Center in Orlando? Or, I mean, the bigger the bigger arenas where Raw and SmackDown go. Take them really, really on the road and not do these little places anymore. I think that will be impactful. And I think uh, and I believe they can sell them out because you're going to be, I mean, I don't uh Let's take, for example, just in a couple of days, they're going to be in Portland in a takeover, and that's not going to be in a little arena. That's going to be one of the big arenas, and I know it's going to fall. It's going to, be, it's going to be full. It's going to be a heck of a card. It's a six-match card, by the way. I, I think it's the first time that I see a takeover with six matches. So I believe that they have to take NXT out of full sale go full on the road like Raw and SmackDown and treat it like like as it is, uh, a third brand, an equal brand, even I could say sometimes a better brand than Raw or SmackDown, even though Raw, for the past couple of weeks, Raw has been very, very good. We have to work on SmackDown, though. But, but um, NXT is great. NXT is a great product, and that could give them the edge that they need to win the war. You know, that's a, that's a pretty good perspective there. And, and, again, it's not something that I haven't heard elsewhere. In fact, from the beginning, you know, a lot of people, when you watch the two programs, NXT on, on the USA Network and you watch AEW Dynamite on TNT, it's mm -hmm. very clear that Dynamite, the production value is much higher. You know, the, it, it's a it's a better-looking show if you would just turn the volume off i'm not talking about the wrestling or anything like that just mm -hmm. the look in the field because as you said they're in a bigger they're in bigger arenas um it's lit up significantly more yeah yeah it's just a mm -hmm. different style so it gives you the feel that you're watching something that's a bigger deal so i i, I definitely um understand the logic there i just disagree from a from a uh, business standpoint though because when you have 
a smaller location and a set location where, you know, the fans in the area, they can always get to it. So you know you're always going to have a packed place. So it's going to look full at all times. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of savings, there's a lot of costs that you cut out by staying in one place. You know, most most of the time when WWE does a live event, especially in America, they're they're operating at a loss. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. But um, again, I bring the example of what's going to happen this Sunday on the Takeover. That place is going to be packed. That place is going to be loud. That's as, as every takeover is. That's that's the beauty and that's the the magic of the NXT takeovers. They're so special and so magical, and you hear the crowd. The same chants that you hear at Full Sail are the same chants you hear on those big arenas. It happened after uh, the weekend of Survivor Series. It happened again at Worlds Collide. I think I I think Worlds Collide was amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I, I mean, I, I could have, I could have said better than the Royal Rumble if it wasn't for Edge's return. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it, I think it was amazing. It was a big arena. It was a big crowd. It was the same arena used for Monday Night Raw. So, they can do it. I mean, you, yeah, I, I can see your point of the loss of the, of, of the financial standpoint. But, I think they can bounce. I think they can work on that, and they can work from that. Fair points. Fair points. Let me ask you, uh, Hector. Does it affect your uh, ability to enjoy the program? The fact that they're in full sale does it does it take away something for you personally? Uh, when NXT was uh, only viewed on the network. Uh, I found it okay. I mean, it was okay. Okay, cool. They're on this place. Giving you that old ECW thing, you know. Uh, but since they were, they came to the USA Network back in, in September, I mean, we're now on TV. Cable TV. And now... It's time to go to this big places. It's, I, I, it bothers me a little bit because the, the, as I mean, last night, last night, the Roderick Strong match was good. Garza and Rush was amazing. And Cole and Kushida was amazing. But only 500 people enjoyed it live. You know, live. That's the difference. The big difference right now, like you said, be, uh, between NXT and, and AEW, AEW is going to these big arenas, and no matter how bad the product is, it's full. The place is full, and they're enjoying it, and they're loud, and they're chanting, and they're screaming. That's what NXT needs, not just every three months on a takeover, but weekly. Like ha what happens on Raw and SmackDown. You have to also let's remember that the people that work backstage in NXT are not the same people that work Raw and SmackDown. So we, we are going to get the same product, the same good NXT product, but on a bigger scale. 
Uh, you're definitely passionate about the product. There's no two ways about that, and uh, I can't fault you for that. You know, it's, that's pretty cool to hear. It's pretty cool to hear. Listen, uh, let everybody know, Hector, if they want to follow you on online, especially on Twitter, and see some of the uh, amazing takes that you have and the reactions that people <laughs> uh, have to the things that you say, especially AEW fans. They, For some reason, they, they certainly seem to live to disagree with you on stuff. Yeah, they love it, right? <laughs> yeah. How can people follow you on Twitter? What's what's the uh, Twitter address? Okay, my my Twitter handle is uh, at H E C. That's like the first three letters of Hector H E C, and then B I T W. Those are the initials of best in the world. H H E C B I T W. Like Hector and Best in the World all together, but only the letters H E C B I T W. That's my Twitter hand. That's good stuff. Listen, Hector, uh, I appreciate you, man. Seriously, you're you're a fun follow on Twitter, and like I said, you're a guy that is always there to express a complete thought. Uh, we don't always have to agree on everything, but at yeah. least you are a person that has completely thought out the, the position that you take on any subject and you're willing to talk about it. And, you know, if we had more people like you, it would be amazing how much we could get done. And, and we'd probably be fighting a lot less if there were more people that took the time to do the research and, and have an understanding of their thoughts and not be afraid to express it and also hear opposition as well. Oh man, thank you for having me, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. It's, I mean, it's, it's one of my one of my dear passions. So I'm always glad and happy to contribute. That was Hector. I tell you, he's he's a cool dude, man. He's funny. He's funny, and and definitely passionate about his love for WWE and especially NXT. And it's an interesting concept. And like I said, he's not the first person I've heard that from in terms of taking NXT on the road and, and putting them in bigger venues so they, they look like they mean more. I get it. I don't necessarily agree with it from a business standpoint, but that doesn't mean I'm right. I could be completely off base. Maybe that's exactly what NXT needs. Maybe they'll flourish more if they were positioned in such a manner. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But that's that's one of the fun parts about pro wrestling, folks, is that there's this whole fantasy booking thing that goes on. You know, and who knows who's right and who's wrong. And, and not every idea is a good one or a bad one. It's it circumstances, man. You know, you, you put the right people in the right spot and it may work out. So, hey, keep that energy coming. And if you listening would like to come on the show and debate me on something, please, you know, folks, I'm always open for that. Shoot me a message on Twitter, on Facebook, at Duke Loves Wrestling, or you can email me. Duke loves wrestling at gmail.com. Hey, always open for anyone to come on the show. I, I don't like echo chambers. I don't mind people disagreeing with me. I, I think that we can all learn something if we sit down and, and have more conversation with people we disagree with. You never know. And especially when it comes to pro wrestling, you definitely will learn something. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Listen, I, I tell you folks, I am just um, really feeling good. You know, it, it's, we're, we're at the point in winter where things are starting to turn, even though here in Boston we didn't have much of a winter. I'll tell you that much. That's the truth. Um, 
very mild winter, not much snow or anything, but that's a whole other story. Uh, but things started to turn, and, and you know, the the days where we can start wearing less clothing and the days will be longer, the sun will be out a little longer, I can see them, right? They're down the tunnel there, and they're, they're not too far away. In the meantime, though, of course, I'm sticking with my Navitas Organics, you know, I love their products there. I'm always talking about the great stuff that they do. I make my smoothies. I put their stuff in my yogurts. I put it in my coffee. You name it, Navitas Organics. They just make some great, great products that I love. Uh, today was a coffee day, so, of course, I had to put the um, their, their cacao powder, their organic cacao powder in my coffee, which is just great. I like to have a little chocolate in my coffee, and it doesn't matter what type of coffee it is. I just like to have that kind of chocolatey taste there. And the thing about their cacao powder is that it's very easy to make a chocolate syrup or something of that nature there. I mean, really, come on. All you need is a little bit of milk or, you know, even water, and you just put the, the teaspoon of the cacao powder and you mix it in real good, and you heat that sucker up, and next thing you know, you have a little chocolate syrup. It's very simple, very simple. Now, keep in mind, it's a little bitter, so if you want to add a sweetener to it, you're more than welcome to do that. But, you know, very simple stuff. And from there, again, you can put it in your smoothie. You can put it in your coffee like I do. Put it on your ice cream. Put it in your yogurt. If you're going to make chocolate-covered strawberries, right, Valentine's Day, folks, that would be a great thing to do. You know, it'll taste gourmet. I'll tell you right now. There's some high-quality stuff, man. That's right. Navitas Organics, Target. Uh, Walmart, CVS, you name it, everybody's carrying this, their products because they're delicious, they're good for you, it's just great stuff. That's right. Listen, I, I'm not going to um, stop this Nyla Rose love here because I just, I'm a fan of her work and have been for the past, I don't know, five, six, seven years. Um, and I know a lot of people that have some thoughts and, and want to share them with the world. So, Next week, we're going to continue this discussion. In fact, I'm going to have like a, a roundtable-style discussion where I'll get perspective from people, especially from the LGBTQ plus uh, community, you know, because let's face it here. Nyla Rose, what she just accomplished is such a monumental thing. A Native American black trans female has just become the women's champion in a major North American wrestling promotion. That is that is just it's it's fascinating stuff. So how do people from that community how do they feel about it? Right? And there's a lot of communities that I just said there. So this is a big big uh, melting pot so to speak. So let's get some other folks in on the discussion. Let's talk about this. Let's express why this is so significant, because I do see it online. Some people don't get, what's the big deal? It's a very big deal. Representation is a very big deal, folks. And I have no problem going into detail about it and having other people come on and explain it in different ways as well. So you're going to get it. That's for sure. That's right. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.